I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle One Piece at a Time. My name is Sean and this is episode 9. We're going to be having some fun today because we're talking all about toys. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Alexandria. Hey everyone. Super excited to have some fun today talking about toys, uh, specifically OT toys. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had tons of experience obviously with a lot of these toys working with Grayson um, so, uh, we're going to bring you 25 different toys that we really like for all different types of OT therapy. So, why don't you kick us off, sweetheart? All right. So, number one on our list is Play-Doh. This is fantastic. It's great for rolling. They can cut with kid safety scissors, of course. Um, they can tear apart. They can make things out of that. They can put them into the cups and push them out. So it's great for that fine motor, that squeezing motion, learning to put their hands to roll an object. Um, So great, great skill, fine motor, gross motor. Yeah, squeezing, pushing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they enjoy it because of the color, stuff like that, too. I mean, it's pretty funny when Gray started using them. (laughs) <laughs> he really didn't even like to touch him because of the texture. But, no, he still kind of um, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, he has his moments now. He's getting yeah. a little more comfortable with it. Um, he has but, that, his whole face, like, changes. Like, he's disgusted by it. He'll, like, yeah. touch it. Like, he doesn't want to, though. We have to kind of push him to do it. So, But it's definitely good for him to, you know, get the exposure mm-hmm. to those different textures and things like that. So, And, you know, when he wasn't, like, in the Play-Doh recently and we needed to work on that kind of stuff to build that forearm strength, and that was one of the activities we wanted to do with him, what I did was I went out and bought some of that modeling clay. I believe Crayola makes one, and we had him roll that, and that he really liked, I would say, more than the Play-Doh because it came in, like, 20 different colors, and it was, like, long. Like, it was rolled already. So he could, you know, just roll it. He was obsessed with all the colors. He immediately put his iPad on to, you know, follow <laughs> yeah. along to the colors and would pick them up. So that was a little bit better for him than the Play-Doh. So if your kids don't like Play-Doh, try the modeling clay also. Yeah, and, and don't ever give up because no. even though Grayson didn't like it, you know, you have to present these things, you know, multiple times to these kids. So. Yeah. They might be into one Mm -hmm. thing for a while and not have interest in something. And then you turn around and they, you know, turns out they end up loving it later on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, never give up on that stuff. No, and (laughs) ROT always says it's, you know, 10 to 15 times of trying something before they They actually do it. So, all right. So next on our list, this is one of our favorite ones. I think we like playing with these more than the children, maybe. <laughs> these are our sensory bins. We actually sell these um, sensory bins on our toy company, Grayson & Co. So these are fantastic. We sell them with water beads, um, and the water beads are real tiny, and they grow as you put them in water. They're really cool. They come in different colors. Grayson personally does not like water beads just because they're kind of slimy. 
He hasn't really liked them since we introduced them at 18 months and even now at four and a half. So with him, we've done, um, you can do beans, you can do rice, you can do dry pasta. And it's great because our OT actually gave us these little, they're little shot glasses, but they're plastic. And they're great for even learning how to drink out of an open cup. And they can scoop the bean. They can pour the beans. Um, tweezers are great. You can get colored pom-poms from Michael's. Put them in there, all different colors. That was one of Grayson's favorite things, wouldn't oh, you yeah. say, Sean? Oh, yeah. And there's so many different things you could do with them. Yeah, um, he loves that. Whether you buy one, whether you make one. Um, you know, there's so much variety there because you could put all different things in it. You know what yeah. I mean? So let's say the child doesn't like one thing that you put in the sensory bin. You could try rice. If they don't like rice, you could try pasta. Yeah, so definitely. There's a lot of things you could do there. So and versatile. There's, there's a lot of skills they can learn. Scooping, mm-hmm. like you said. Even using a spoon, tweezers, honestly. You spoons. could take a oh, spoon, yeah. a plastic spoon, if they don't know how to feed themselves yet. This was an activity we actually did with Grayson to teach him, okay, let's scoop and let's bring it to our mouth. You know, he's not putting the beans in his mouth or the rice, but um, it teaches them that motion and how to control that. So that was really a huge thing for Grayson, learning how to eat on his own. Yeah, where were these toys when we were kids, right? Yeah, seriously. And honestly, <laughs> I think listen, that's I'm, why I like using them. Though. I'm all for the cardboard box. Sometimes you go out and you buy all these things, and they just want a cardboard box. So whatever things that you can, you know, you could, if you don't have a sensory bin, you could literally get a shoebox and just put some dry pasta and some colored pom-poms. Anything that they can dig in there with their hands. You can take little animals. I mean, there's so much that you can do with that. So, Next on our list, we have puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could be really any type of puzzles. Obviously, finger manipulation, um, hand-eye coordination, very important, great skill that they're going to be learning with that. Yes. Um, obviously, try to get something that they're interested in. Gray loves animals. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Sounds <laughs> so, are great. Sound yeah. puzzles. Sound puzzles work really well for him. Yeah, and even like if you can, if your child's like two, three, or four, you can even get those like little small jigsaw puzzles. So once they've mastered those other puzzles of just putting the pieces in, um, you can move to the three jigsaw puzzles, and they're really, really good. Yeah, definitely. So, next we have clothespins. I mean, this is a good one. Yeah, I mean, some who of the- didn't play with clothespins when you were a child and your mom was hanging laundry? <laughs> For me, it was my grandmother hanging the laundry down the shore, and I used to always sit there and squeeze them. So they were fun. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> exactly. Obviously, you could do some art and crafts activities with them, but also just any kind of like pinching of them um, is going to really help build up that finger strength. Yeah. It's going to help them develop, you know, their writing skills down the road. Um, it's that grasp again, guys. It's that pincher grasp is very, very important. Same thing with tongs, with sensory bins. Yeah, it's one of the most important things when it comes to talking yeah. about OT stuff. Definitely. Yeah, you have a tripod, you have a pincher grasp. There's a lot of different activities for those. And, you know, we have said this multiple times, but this episode isn't just for autism. This is for any child developing Um, They need these skills. They need to know how to push. How are they going to push a button? They need to know all of this stuff. So they're very, very important for development. 
So next on our list here, um, and by the way, guys, for clothespins, if your child's just like not fascinated by it, draw some faces on it. Make it fun, you know? Um, draw an animal, take a little picture and glue it on there and just have them open and close and use, use their fingers. Um, another thing that's kind of related to what we're talking about and teaching them these life skills are sensory boards. Um, this is something that we're going to be selling very soon on our Grayson and Company, but you can find these anywhere. They're on Amazon. They're on Etsy. Um, they have certain ones. They have lap ones. They have full panel ones. Um, they have really all different sizes that you can, you can hang, find. There's some you can hang on, on walls. The wall. There's travel ones. Yes, yes. I mean, you can do um, you can do this yourself if you wanted to make them. You can literally. Um, they have boards that there's buckles and there's ties and they can learn how to tie shoelaces and, you know, fasten things and unbuckle something like a, a clasp that would be on their jacket. Um, so that's really important. And again, that's not just for an autistic child. Yes, that life skill is very important, but this is for any child. Every child wears shoes and jackets and they need to know how yeah, to do that stuff. It's a great way for kids to learn that stuff too. Absolutely. Um, you know, they're not they're not forced to learn it when you're running out the door trying to take them to school or something, tying their shoes in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can allow them we to go at their own like... pace and explore those mm-hmm. things. And then, you know, once they're comfortable with playing with them for a while, you can then move into teaching them a little bit more how to zip it up. Right. The zipper they have zippers. And, you know, turn the lock and the key mm-hmm. and all different stuff like that, so... Yeah, and that's the, what I was just going to get into, the other type of sensory boards. They have gears on them. They can learn to turn. They have door stoppers. They have padlocks. They can learn to put the key inside and turn um, different fabrics. There are ones with numbers and clocks and get them used to looking visually to tell time. And there's so much you can do with them. So versatile. So very important. Um, next up is our textured materials, which I pretty much just talked about in our sensory boards. Um, you can... To even if you didn't have a sensory board, you could go to Michael's and you could buy those foam. They sell them like in like rectangles, one piece you can buy. They have glitter, they have foam, they have a microfiber material. You can go to the dollar store, they have those like car wash, microfiber wipes, yeah, tons of things like that. You could that. just cut down little pieces of all different types of fabric mm-hmm. made of all different types of things. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and just have them touch it, feel it, explore it. Um, yeah. So moving on next, we have one of my <laughs> ones I think is most interesting. And most important, especially if your child cannot communicate. <laughs> uh, the emotion meter. Yes. Or a thermo- I should say the, m- the emotion thermometer. thermometer. <laughs> so uh, it's basically a, a chart that you can write on and wipe off, poster. There's a lot of different kinds, different sizes. You can pretty easily make one from scratch if you wanted to. Yes. Um, and it just has different emotions on it and it allows the child to if they can't you know necessarily communicate the emotion um vocally you know they're able to write down or circle what kind of emotion they have or even point honestly if they can't write or anything they can just point like i'm feeling sad and you know what they're feeling it's really important that they can communicate their feelings especially if nonverbal. So yeah. So next on the list we have coloring, obviously classic uh, child activity. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I don't really think there's much that needs to be said about that. And obviously. it's not even about staying in Finger the lines. Finger strength and stuff like that. I, you know, I, 
you got to stay in the lines, but you, that you doesn't matter here. No, I can't. And you know, <laughs> that is not the exercise. It does not have to be perfect. <laughs> it is just the skill of doing it, holding that again. What kind of grasp are they going to have? And just getting them ready on that. to write when yeah. yeah when they're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, my favorite. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can I introduce this one? Of course. Okay. You are. So here we have Come finger on. paint. I was just actually telling Sean, every time I, like, can smell finger paint opening, I think of preschool (laughs) and kindergarten. Like, it takes me back to that time. So I love this. I honestly think that finger painting should come first um, before coloring. I think it's amazing for them to just get that on their hands, explore, get messy, Touch that blank paper and just see all those colors pop up. Um, there's nothing more visually stimulating and, like, magic to them. Um, babies, you know, for us, we know, okay, you touch the paint, touch the paper, it comes up. They don't know that yet. So they're like, oh, my God, my finger is blue. It's green. So it's really amazing. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely start with that first um, and then go to, like, painting with a brush, watercolors, well, and coloring. You know, the list is in no particular order. It's not. Are, it, okay? It's not. It's because I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my fault. I that's put the them in activity the wrong order. I would like to do first as a kid, I guess. So. <laughs> you know, and you don't really think about it, but finger painting, it really encompasses a lot more different skills than you think. Absolutely. I mean, you know, fine, fine motor, hand, eye... Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, stimulation, ex- exploration. Yeah. So many different, you know, things that, you know, it impacts. So. Yes, yes. So next on our list is going to be Play Simon Says. This is fantastic for teaching your child to imitate and follow directions. Um, we actually do this with Gray every single day in ABA. Um, we say, Grayson, do this, but we don't say touch your head, and he has to follow the directions. It's so funny because well, we've been working on this for, like, I'd say eight months, and we would say, Grayson, touch your head, and he would touch the other person's head, but not touch his head, and we would have to, you know, partially prompt him. So now he has mastered that pretty much, and now we're moving on to Grayson, and we do clap your hands. But it's just Grayson do this, and we clap our hands. Well, Grayson now is so programmed that we say, Grayson, do this, and he just touches his head, and then he claps his hands. But he doesn't listen to the whole question. And this sometimes is where this you just is say, Sometimes you just say his name, yeah. and he claps his hands <laughs> and touches his head. We'll say, Grayson, what do you want for dinner? And he'll clap his hands and touch his head. <laughs> I just die laughing because I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's so programmed now. I just... He's a true ABA kid. He, he would he would know what we're asking him if he just slowed slowed down a little and just bit. But that's that's hard for him. It. And that's what's important about it though, is for the child to hold on. Let's wait and listen to the the whole question of what we are asking. So it's yeah. really good and just school st- skills for later on in life. So we'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. 
can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. All right, so next we have one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Mr. Potato Head. Yes. And it's a great toy for so many different reasons. Obviously learning body parts, but also, you know, learning how to pull things, push things in, put them into the right places. Yeah. Uh, all different things like that. And then um, next one, and I warn you, you know, use at your own risk, not for every child, uh, depending on their age, obviously, is... Yes. Chewing gum, oral <laughs> yes. motor, <laughs> getting those muscles in the jaw, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, built up and stuff like that. And that's so Skin. important for nonverbal kids. You know, nonverbal kids. A lot of um, I'm just going to kind of go off topic, but it, what you're talking about about the chewing the gum, strengthening in those mouth um, muscles. For a child that is nonverbal, it's really important for them to, you know, drink out of a cup, straw, things like that. Um, Grayson, we're working on a cup because that stimulates all of those muscles that are needed to speak. What we've done with Grayson that worked very well was a motorized toothbrush. And we didn't give it to him to brush his teeth just to explore during the day because he wasn't really comfortable with it in the beginning. So we didn't want to ruin, you know, how well he does brush his teeth normally. So we thought, okay, we're not going to do it at bedtime or when he brushes his teeth. We're just going to give it to him to explore you know, throughout the day. And that's what we did. And he got really comfortable with it. He yeah, started yeah. putting it, his mouth and it's it, really good. It definitely helped him make sounds. a lot more sounds. Yeah. Um, 100%. He's come a long way with the different sounds he's making and the words he's trying to say. He's mm-hmm. getting better, you know, at his enunciation and saying some of the few things he does say. So, yes. you know, definitely, there's definitely something to be said about the impact that that can have. So, yeah, yeah. Um, next up, guys, is a really, really good one. Uh, a lot it's of parents. A fun one. Uh, well, I might be going off for a second on another one. Um, a lot of parents have this, but they don't really know what to do with it. If you have a huge therapy ball, exercise ball, you can put the toddler on their tummy on there, and you can kind of roll the ball. Just be there, you know, supervise. Roll the ball. If you have, let's say, a play mat down that has letters, you can roll the ball and say, touch letter A. And they are reaching up and touching that. If the child has a lot of strength and this is more advanced, they can do like a little coloring activity while they're rolled onto their belly on the exercise ball. Um, You can have them grabbing objects. Something we do with Grayson is we don't use the exercise ball, but we do wheelbarrow every day. So like we'll hold his legs at the end of the therapy session when he's finished because he doesn't get his iPad now for the two hours of therapy. And what we do then, I hold his legs up, and we put the iPad card about, I don't know, how many feet would you say, Sean, we do? I don't know, like maybe five feet. Five to ten feet, and we make him crawl to it, and he has to use those arms to get the item he wants. So those exercises and using a therapy ball are absolutely fantastic. And who, who doesn't have an exercise ball? Yeah, I mean... I mean, a few years I ago... I have, like, it, three of them, it, but I don't it use It was them. all the rage, you know? <laughs> If you're not them. using it to work out with, yeah, use it yeah. As, a, uh, as a toy for your child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so next on the list we have bubbles. Bubbles are great. You can, if your child with Grayson, he sometimes would look straight ahead or like down. So what we would do is blow the bubbles up in the air, have him bring his eyes up, and then you can isolate that pointer finger and kind of get them to pop, 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 while also using that language, pop, and so the child, you know, will imitate you. Um, so they are really important. We did have a motorized one, too, that I bought that I thought he would love, but... He hated it because it was so loud at that time. Noise, yeah. He didn't. He would cover his ears yeah. and like, okay, it's off, it's off. Now he's okay with it, but before he wasn't. So just be mindful with that if there is a sensory issue um, with the motorized ones. But the good old fashioned wand kind works just fine. So, and then next um, is shaving cream and whipped cream. You can do this on the wall in the shower. Um, you can use regular shaving cream. They have colored ones, like the women's ones. So it just depends what you're looking for. But regular is just fine. Put it on the wall, have them rub their hands in it, and it's perfect. You can literally just rinse it right down, and you don't have to worry about the mess. Great, great, great sensory and tactile play. You, you know, I was wondering what was going on in the bathroom the other day. <laughs> no, when I, I walked doing that. in, and there was shaving cream all over the place. <laughs> And, that I, I and would, probably I, your blue axe. If I did <laughs> that, I would get yelled at for that. He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Uh, next on the list, we have two balance toys, uh, walking planks and walking blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, coordination, balance, super easy to use. You can find these anywhere. A lot of parks have different things like this. Yeah. Um, you know, people in their swing sets have things like this. You know, you can do something as easy as just taking a couple pieces of wood and throwing them together and having them balance on it. You can get your whole family, all your kids involved, see who can get, you know, a cr- walk across it the fastest. <laughs> all different things. A little competition always, you know, gets the best out of everybody, really. So Yeah, and, you know, balance is really good for pro-receptive their proreceptive system, um, where their body is in space, body awareness, and it's really important for bringing their body back to a regulated state. So I'm for that for the therapy ball, the swings, and the wooden planks and everything. So um, next up on our list, guys, um, we talked about the scooping activities, again, with the sensory bins, scooping, tweezers, all of those kinds of things. Um, The next up is one of my favorites also, the squigs. Um, these come in a variety of colors. You literally get a whole container. Um, Grayson sure. loves these things. Oh, I just remembered who the brand, brand, uh, brand was. I think it's Fat Brain Toys possibly makes them, so check them out. They're great. Yeah, we'll see if we can put that in the show notes for you. Yeah, everything that we're talking about will be in our show notes on our website, and you can also find everything under our Building the Puzzle Instagram. We have a link tree on there, so all of these toys we talk about are on there. You can find the link to purchase that on Amazon, and plus many, 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 many more toys that we have on there, matching games, anything you can think of. So um, we have our bubble tubes on there for that Grayson loves our aquarium bubble tube. Um, It's about five feet, and it has you know, water with fish. That is great for sensory. Um, so that's all on there, but check it out. Building the puzzle. It's on Facebook and it's on Instagram. And then we have our Grayson and code toys on Instagram. So we have a lot of these items. Um, so the squigs, what they do is they 
go on a window. They can go onto a dishwasher, refrigerator. They don't leave damage or anything like that. Um, there's a variety of colors. The child would push it onto the window, and then when they're ready to pull that off, they kind of hear this pop sound. So again, you can do that popping sound with them, pop, get them to repeat you, get them to do that pushing and that pulling. And you know, sometimes they're they're pretty on there when he's hey Sean. Like you oh, have yeah. to pull and like if Grayson's pulling, sometimes I have to stand behind him so he doesn't just pull and like fall backwards. But they're fantastic. Absolutely great. So that pushing Yeah, that's an awesome toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, skill is important. Next on the list we have swings. Mm-hmm. And that goes for really any type of swing. <laughs> yeah, outside vestibular motion. Tire swing yeah. on, in a therapy center. Uh, those cocoon um, swings for the house. If you have the room, do it. Because that is going to be the one thing is when we get a house, we are going to have a whole sensory room. Swings, anything you can think of for him. So really good for vestibular motion. And that's that um, sack swing thing? Yes. Man, that looks awesome. I want to sit. Oh, my God. It's like a hammock but like a cocoon. It's so cool. So cool. So that will be linked there, too. So, um yeah, that, that motion is especially important if you do have an autistic child. You know, neurotypical love swings. But autistic, it's really good, like I said, for that vestibular motion and getting those sensory needs under control. With Grayson for therapy, we swing, we throw upside down every few minutes, and that regulates him and gets him back to the table to work again. So very important. Next, we have a toy <laughs> or a game on the list. Was this the surgery? Uh, yeah, so so when I was coming up with the list, I couldn't remember the name of the toy for a while. Uh, the game. Yes. The game is operation. <laughs> I called it surgery. Sean says they're gonna play surgery. I'm like surgery. What, what are you talking about surgery? And he's like, you know the game. I'm like, and it didn't come to me until like 15 minutes later. I'm like operation. <laughs> As long as you don't mind zapping yourself. Oh, my right? God. Like, oh, my God. Obviously, that's for a little bit older children. But, again, you know, hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. um, all those different skills. Yeah. So, sweetheart, why don't you uh, take us out here? All right, guys. Last one list. here. Last one. Um, sensory bottles. These are great. Cheap. You need no money for this. You can use a leftover water bottle. If you have any kind of, like, glitter at home, any kind of, like, not paper confetti, but something else... Um, put that in there. If you have a little glow-in-the-dark toy that will fit into the water bottle, put those in there. Let that child, you know, see that glitter spin around. That's really, really good for um, eye stimulation, visual stimulation. It's fantastic. Black and white is really, really good for a child's development. Um, we actually had the Mamaru, and if you notice on the Mamaru, if anybody has one, you'll see black and white, a black and white ball. And black and white monochrome is very, very important also. Um, we're actually designing some blocks with some monochrome animals on there um, that we'll be selling on Grayson & Co. too. So that's it for this episode. Really wait, fun wait, episode. Wait, wait. Yeah, you yeah, forgot yeah. one. Okay. You forgot. This is this is the one, one you talked about, too. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. Okay. This is a great one. Um, our OT, Grayson's old OT, taught me this one. Shout, so, shout out to Daryl. Yeah, shout out Thank to her. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've done so um, much for our son. She actually has an Instagram on Miss Daryl the OT, and she is absolutely fantastic. A lot of good things on there. So they do make this activity ball. It's like a tennis ball. Um, I don't know if they sell it. I'll look for it and see if I can link it. But, again, you can just take a regular tennis ball. Cut a slit into it carefully for a mouth, and you can draw little eyes and little, you know, 
mouth corners on there, and that child, you can squeeze the ball and open that mouth. The child can then take the tweezers. You can use anything from pencil erasers, pretty much to anything, colored pom-poms, cotton balls. Take those and feed the tennis ball and have them use the tweezers to do that. Great for fine motor, great for that grasping motion, and that tripod grasp also. So, anything else I'm missing, babe? <laughs> no, I think you're good now. I think we're all good right, now. All right, um, Toys just, you know, I get excited. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. We have our own adult toys. <laughs> and they're much more expensive. So... Anyway, uh, I hope we hope you enjoyed the episode. You can uh, check us out on yes, yes. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, um, check out our show notes. We'll have the whole list of different toys down in there as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we hope you had a good time. For Autism, Building, building the, the Puzzle, puzzle one, one Piece at, at a time. time, I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing, Signing off. off. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.